Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey everybody, it's Andy Cohen here with John Hill. Hey John. Hey, what's up? Oh, we had a big week. Girl, Yom whirlwind. Kippur, I was fasting. We had a lot of... You're not drinking spilkus. still. I'm still not drinking. We have a lot to talk about this week. And we are joined by Julie Chen Moonves. But first. But first. God. God. That's her new book. And she's spilling the tea. I have to say with this book, she's actually... Yeah. She is... hasn't really done a round of interviews in a long time. So it's fun talking to her she's about everything. Dropping bombs and naming She'll names. be here a little bit later. It must be mentioned, John, that I had Bryn from Roni and Tyler Cameron on Watch What Happens Live. The... Sexual energy. I mean, it was someone. <laughs> someone tweeted and was like, "Andy wants to do it with Tyler. Bryn wants to do it with Tyler. Tyler is flirting back with both of them. Like, it was a mess, um, in the best way. And hilariously, Jessel came. Now, some have compared Jessel to the new Ramona, mm. and." Jessel did something last night that was so Ramona, which is she showed up at Watch What Happens Live after telling our bookers she was not available to do the show. But she showed up because she has a crush on Tyler Cameron. Hmm. And my booker was like, you know, Jessel said she wasn't available, but she's here. And so I went in. I was like, Tyler, like, Tyler, I go, Jessel, like, you said you weren't. She goes, I know that it's Tyler Cameron. Like, and so then I confronted her about it on the air. And she's like, well, I mean, I really came for Bryn. I go, no, you told me yeah. backstage that you came for Tyler. She's like, oh, my God, you're doing this. You're like really, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I would do for. This is exactly what I would do if it was Ramona. I was like, I need this yeah. energy. I really like it. By the way, speaking of Ramona. Saturday morning, I spent the morning putting together this new Hot Wheels toy for Ben that is so cool, actually. It's like four ramps, and they all connect, and it's electric, and the cars go crazy. It's really cool. And listen, anytime I put together a toy, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And Ben is always like, yes, you can, Daddy. You can do it. You can do it because he wants me to do it so bad. It's very cute. He's like my hype squad. And 
I get a message from Ramona. Basically, it was Saturday morning. She was trying to watch the first couple episodes of season one of The Real Housewives of New York. I guess she was bored. I don't know. And she couldn't figure out how to get Peacock on her TV. And she's calling me. She's like, I'm, I've called everyone. I've called Bravo. I called Avery. And now I'm calling you. I'm like, you know what? Like, is this in my job description that I'm right, going to teach Apple. you how to put Peacock on your television? Like, IT service. Isn't that hilarious? Like, yeah. hey, let me call Andy Cohen for this. Like, he should do this for me. It's like calling Elon Musk to have, ask how to charge a Tesla. Thank you. I mean, with all due. I mean, not to, you know, blow myself up. But it was so classic. And I texted her later Saturday, did you find out how to get Peacock? She said, my TVs are too old. I could only watch it on my computer. I watched season one, episode one and two today because it was so rainy and ugly out. It was so funny to watch it from so long ago. And I was like, it must be a trip to even see your old furniture and all your old stuff. Right. And she said the biggest trip for her was seeing Avery, who was so poised, articulate, and oh. a worldly wise so soul. And I said, that's so true. I mean, she was that way from the jump. So um, anyway, it was so funny when I got that message from Ramona. I'm like, this is classic. Uh, I went to the polo bar for dinner and a gal came by and kind of she's very new york gal kind of what am i gonna say kind of a older like jewish Daddy. gal is what i okay. want to say and she was like i just want to tell you ben is the cutest with his calculations <laughs> he's so cute ben is the cutest i was like thank you thank you and she said, but that Lucy is dull. And I dull? was like, oh. And I was, and I turned to my um, dinner companion. And I said, you know, that was such a New York interaction. Like, leave it to these people in New York. They can't keep it to themselves. They got to tell you exactly what they think. And, you know, babies are kind of dull. Like, what is she supposed to, to do someone. on Instagram? That's a Instagram. horrible thing to say. You, you say know, she's cute or say nothing. And I'm like, what do you think that she needs to be doing? And also, could you have left it that Ben is adorable? Like, right. you got to throw in the next thing. And by the way, I suffer from this too a bit. You like do. I, you know, like I'm like, yeah, Say but less. I do have to tell you just the one thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. And I said to this guy, I go, this is what we love and we hate about New Yorkers. And after my soliloquy, just trashing this woman, he said, Andy, she said, but that Lucy is a doll. Oh, a doll. He didn't say yeah. she's dull. Yeah, because that would be And insane. I was like, oh. I go, are you sure? He said, I'm absolutely sure. And I said, but then why did she say but in front of the sentence? Because when I heard the but, I was like, oh, now she's going to slap. You know, I, and so I was actually being the New Yorker where I was getting mm -hmm. my cockles all up. Right. And I was like, 
She's like, but. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. But that Lucy is a doll. Is dull. No. But that I, Lucy is a doll. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you. Mm. Anyway, that's what happened there. Now, there was yeah. a woman at the table next to me with two guys, just this blonde woman, thought nothing of. I'm like, oh, okay, this pretty blonde woman. She looked super beachy to me, actually. She had a big black sweater on, just very kind of bleached out blonde hair. My kind of look. And I'm getting up to go to the restroom. And she's getting up and she says, hey, Andy, hi, how you doing? I, I just want to say hi. And I'm like, no, oh, hey, it's not registering. She didn't look like she had a stitch of makeup on. And... Then I we have what was a little bit, look, I'm going to cop to it. I think I had maybe a little bit of an awkward interaction with her. She walks three so. steps. You, you acted like you don't know who I, she it is. It didn't connect. It didn't connect. Well, why don't you just say, oh, hey, how are you? And move That is what I did. I But I still, okay. I was like, I was like, hi. <laughs> I, I think I was, a, what, excuse me? Oh, yeah, you're not drinking. Right, I'm not drinking. Yeah. It's a little just maybe trying to figure it out. And then her friend says to me, hey, hi, we met once before something. And then we walk two steps and I look at her and I go, that's Pam Anderson, isn't it? How do you and not recognize said, Pam Anderson? did not. Dude, I really, you she was like person. all natural. And then I was like, oh, God, she's been on my show twice. And then she starts she's walking. She's also Pam Anderson. I The know. most photographed person in the I world. Know, but again, she did not have a stitch of makeup on. She looked all natural. And then I said, and then I was like, Pam. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I loved the documentary. It was unbelievable. I forgot to tell you. I just want to tell you that. Because I wanted her to, I, I was like, I was so embarrassed. No, no, no. She, the great thing about her is that gay or straight, she is used to so, to awkward moments with men and she can disarm it in a second. Like, I don't know because I now, then I remembered that she was talking about coming on the show for the documentary and her publicist told our booker that there may have been something where I asked something about the sex tape in an indelicate way. So maybe she already has baggage with me and now I'm like, oh great. Now I think, and then it kind of ruined the rest of the night for me because I was like, I felt like maybe I offended her. I I just felt really bad. You couldn't save it? You couldn't... I thought maybe I did save it by complimenting the documentary, which was really great, and did show you a different side of her. And she's like, well, the filmmaker did a really good job or something. And I was like, I agree. And then I was like, okay, bye. Everything's good, I would get in touch with her booker or whoever it is and be like, what what was that? And then clean that up because she's an elevated spiritual human being. I know she is. Do you think I should DM her and say, hey, just yeah. to say, clean that up. Didn't However recognize you, you at first when I saw you, but just want to reiterate, loved the doc. Yeah, and she's just such an incredible I agree. icon. Yeah. Right.
Okay, we'll be right back with Julie Chen Moonves on Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. We are back. With my friend Julie Chen Moonves, who has a new audio book. But first, God, an audio memoir of spiritual discovery. It's available now from Simon & Schuster Audio. Julie hosts season 25 of Big Brother, currently airing Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays on CBS. So it is Thursday morning, Julie. What is happening tonight on Big Brother? Is there an eviction? H-O-H? There is opposite, the opposite of an eviction. Mm. There is uh, Jared and Cameron, who are zombies. They were both evicted last week in a double eviction. Okay. But they're fighting to get back in. One. Uh. Yeah, one of them gets back in tonight. And it's incredible that Siri is still in it. Siri. Siri is yeah. still in in it she hasn't won a single competition and she was ruling the house for the first whole chunk of the season but she has a big target on her back i bet yeah yeah yeah. julie let's talk about the book when you were on watch what happens live um you were telling me look i just to fill in the blanks here i've known you for we were interns together at cbs news and i had never known you to be um that spiritual in fact when you married less it seemed like you almost assimilated more into judaism in a weird way maybe just culturally um would you say that well culturally i was always kind of jewish yeah, because yeah, yeah. Of where i grew up yes queens, you grew up in queens Yes. Yeah, yeah, and my yeah. neighborhood was um, more than 50% Jewish and then 50% yeah. everything else, melting yeah. pot. Yeah. But you didn't know me to be spiritual when we were interns together at CBS News because I wasn't. Right. But even, I, even I don't even think in the... In the years where we were on the circuit together, you know, just running into each other at parties or you letting me bring John Hill to see behind the scenes of Big Brother and all that stuff, you you weren't necessarily then either, right? No, I, it took me 48 years of living, right. ignoring God to finally take his call. Right. Mm. I love it. And now God... And now Jesus is your H-O-H. That's right. <laughs> Jesus is my H-O-H. That is your- Can't evict him. Can't evict him. Never, never. And by the way, if you ever need a housewife tagline, it needs to include yes. Jesus is my H-O-H. Um, so, uh, you, so all this stuff goes down with less. Two people from the talk say they refuse to film with you um because you've stood by him basically i mean you know here is what i have found out since i've been promoting okay uh, but first god 
which is one of those two people apparently spearheaded trying to get rid of me season one. Wow. Wow. Because, you know, Leah reached out to me and she was like, listen, I got to own my part in what I did, tried to do season one. She was like, but it was so-and-so's idea Wow, to get rid of you. And, and I said, Hollywood is a nasty I never knew that, town. but that tracks. <laughs> well, not only that, but the 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 cojones to try to get rid of someone who happens to also be married to the head of the network like how is that gonna play out like who thinks that that's gonna work i mean like honestly that is so dumb on a just intellectual level like you you would only have to think about well how is this going to go for me if i go to the network and try to get the network head's wife fired from the show but they were successful in getting you removed from the talk the show that you had started all those years ago you were on the talk for how long eight years and then i and and i know what a huge heartbreak that was and i know and i can't imagine whatever you were also going through personally as a result of look less lost his job and his livelihood and you know you you you're this is to call it a major reframing in both of your lives is an understatement and so i'm curious what was the first step then when you what was the light bulb that went off that made you think there is a place for me in the church it was an email that i got from my aunt who is a born again christian okay she's my favorite aunt yeah and she never was pushy with her faith yeah but she emailed me one morning it was right after thanksgiving and i had been thinking about going to church for like a few months at that point but i never went in mm. and this was you know two months after Leslie and I both left our jobs. And she said to me in this email that her friend back in New Jersey, who is a prayer warrior, who Les and I don't know, she had been praying for us and that Holy Spirit touched her and said, you need to reach out to your niece, Julie, and tell her about Jesus. Mm. And in this email, my aunt was just so loving and just said, you know, I pray that you have peace that transcends all understanding. And and I couldn't believe that here was this woman who doesn't know me, doesn't know my family, doesn't know my husband or me, and is praying for us. So that morning, it was a Thursday morning, I said, I'm going to church today. And I dropped off Charlie at school and I went straight to a church near my house that I had driven past a million times. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's kind of crazy that the church doors were open before right. 9 a.m. on okay. Thursday. Yeah, right. And I went in by myself and it was very spooky. And it was one of these like dreary, rainy mornings in yeah. LA. And there were some candles burning. And I yeah. thought I heard this. There was a voice chanting, it was a man's voice. And I, other than that, I was by myself and I just got down on my knees and I broke down sobbing, asking wow. God for direction and help and and you know, I looked up and and he picked me up. Wow. So that's when it all started. That's amazing. Um, has Les joined your journey? 
he has gone to church with me quite a bit. Wow, that's nice. It start, yeah. It started because I wanted our son Charlie to come, and then Charlie suddenly said, "I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> How come Dad doesn't have to go?" That's and then I said right. to Leslie, I "said You got to do me a solid. You got to come." Right. And right. then Leslie was like, "Okay, we're going. Right. You know, we're going as a family." And I tell you, the first time he went to church with me. He was singing all the hymns. He was well, like, I know this song. Right. He's like, this is a big like song you sang at school during Thanksgiving. Right. right. I didn't you, know the song. You but, talk. And he, and he, he did. It. Yeah. You talk in the audio book about because um, you were known as Julie Chen for years and years and years. And you talk about adding the name Moonves. Um, do you think do you did anyone at the network or Big Brother? react to that or try to dissuade you of that because there was a lot of there was a lot of um articles when you did that because it was you really standing by your man and you were doing it on the network that he had just gotten ousted from which was quite a ballsy move on your part i have to say i didn't tell anyone i was going to do it hmm. i just knew in my heart that i wanted to do it that night so i didn't put in prompter i didn't run it past anybody and then I did it and it was live TV. Yeah. So once I did it, um, no, I never heard from anyone at the network about any sort of reaction. I have to think Les was quite touched by that. Yeah, he was. And so were my stepkids. Ah, mm. uh. My stepkids were like, wow, like that was a baller move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. It was. And it it was a baller. It was a it was a uh, um, baller move. You you also tell a few stories in the book that clearly talk about racism you encountered from the industry, from being told that local viewers couldn't relate because we don't have an Asian community, and you were told by an agent that you needed double eyelid surgery, oh, wow. um, which you ultimately wound up doing why did you do that because it was something i had thought about when i was younger and i never thought i would be presented with an opportunity or like a reason to have it done you know in the asian community like a lot of us girls growing up we would cut scotch tape and we would put it oh. over our eyelids and then open our eyes to make them look bigger to have wow, that crease the, really? the double eyelid as it's called and when this agent said to me, if you get this done, you're going from Dayton, Ohio to a top 10 market, like your next move, no question. I was like, I presented to my parents and they were like, well, let's do it. My parents were so supportive. And wow. once I got the green light from them, I mean, the guy even gave me like which doctor to go to wow. in Los Angeles. Wow. That's incredible. Any regrets about doing it? No, none. No. No, None. you also talk about the harsh criticism um, that you were met with in your first season of Big Brother. I didn't realize until your book, But First God, uh, that Andy Rooney from 60 Minutes called you a disgrace to the network. That had to really sting. Stung. Yeah. Oh, it's Where did he say that? The New York Post. Oh, God. <laughs> Who ran you know, with like, it, of course. Yeah, I think yeah. they called him. Mm. Like, what do you think of this? Right. And, it, you know, the TV section, they 
picture of him, big picture of me. And he said that I should immediately be fired from the news division and shipped off to the West Coast to the entertainment division. Isn't it funny how things have changed? I mean, oh my. And also, I thought, okay, let's hang on a minute. Hugh Downs of 2020 and Mike Wallace of then 60 Minutes fame, they both hosted game shows. Game shows before they went on to 2020 and 60 Minutes. Right. And Mike Wallace did cigarette ads. Right. Did you ever see did you ever see Rooney after that? Um, I don't think so cuz you know how they were in that building across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, but he was in no, our building. He was he was down the hall from us, Julie, on the yes, 7th floor. He was cuz he didn't want to be, see. Yeah, he, he didn't want to be across the street with the 60 minutes people, so he was with the schlubs on the 7th floor. Yes. I was a I witness on his floor. will. I was called into a room where they needed witnesses for his, he was doing his will with his lawyers one day uh, in the early 90s. Isn't that crazy? So hope he weird. left you something. He left me nothing, no, yeah. but nor should he. But I, um, wow, that's crazy. And, and then again, you're married to the head of the network. What did Les say? But I wasn't married to the head of the network then. Okay. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I didn't know Leslie then when I got right. Big Brother. I mean, I had met him, but. I didn't know him. Wow. Um, you you talk about the nickname Chen Bot, which you got. Uh, they, you know, people were, people did edits of you saying, but first, but first, but first. Did you, d- did you embrace that? Uh, I remember you coming on Watch What Happens Live. I think maybe one of the first times that you had been on, and I wouldn't stop talking about the Chen bot and stuff like that. Was that something that you initially embraced, or was it initially something that you thought they're making fun of me, or what? What was your vibe about it? Well, I knew they were making fun of me, and it definitely stung. But I was a ball of mixed emotions because after, like, I was humiliated watching it by myself, feeling humiliated. I burst out laughing because I thought it's so true. I am like a robot delivering those lines. Like it's funny and it hurts because it's all true. And then I, and then I embraced it. Right. Right. Which is all you can do. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it makes you laugh yeah, and it wasn't completely mean spirited, but it it was accurate. It was like on the nose. Yeah. So I have to embrace it. Right. Big Brother has been going on for how many years? 23. Do you love it? I mean, do you get into the live feeds and everything? I love it. Yeah. I am so mad when it's a night that it's not on. Yeah. Do you, you have the live feeds. Right. Do you... Um, how has Big Brother changed in the last specifically kind of five years as people are really paying attention to the live feeds and really active on Twitter about what's happening on the live feeds and the decisions the producers are making in, you know, about what to show on the network and what not to show and all that, because it seems like the big brother online community, at least on Twitter is really, really um, active and sometimes very critical and like an army. They get in the weeds with the details. And some people either see things that are not there and other people will, 
we have found people have um, taken video and manipulated it to make it seem like something happened in the house wow, that didn't happen. Really? So, you know, and there's a lot of conspiracy, you know, theories out there with the, the fanatics, they go crazy. Um, so we have to weed through all that and not give um, foolishness any attention. Right. Um, because once you do, then you're giving it, you know, credibility. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we're constantly on our toes. And then there are constantly people, there are threats that there are going to be people during the live show um, screaming things like during the live head of household con uh, contest competition when they're right. outside in the backyard. Wow. So like this season alone, two weeks ago, they said to me, oh, if we call everyone back inside, then we're going to do HOH after we get off the air because someone is threatening to like, I don't know, scream out like Suri and, and, you know, Jared, our mother. Who would scream it? Who would scream it? Nobody can get to you. People can go outside the studio. Really? Outside the backyard, like on the street. On the street. Really? In the valley, People, yeah. You're kidding me. The Big no. Brother backyard abuts to the gate of Radford Studios? It's not far from right. It's the, not uh, wow from the street. From the yeah. street, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's, People were flying banners. I remember. Yeah, two. I remember that. That's wild. That is. Yeah. Then, then they were taking tennis balls and stuffing messages in there and throwing it over the fence. I was and stunned by the. Um, I mean, even just the reaction of the fans online. This is when I really got into understanding how intense the Twitter uh, Twitter army was online. It was during Celebrity Big Brother, the season of Todrick Hall, and they were on him kind of maybe with reason, given a lot of the stuff that he was saying, but it was so, it was so negative. And um, well, what was problem, your reaction to that? The problem with that season of Big Brother yeah. was that Todrick was playing regular Big yeah. Brother yes. with celebrities. Yeah. Right. Because he was such a fan of the show. He was such a fan. Yes. And he knew the so he wasn't doing anything against the rules. Yeah. Right, right, right. But, and half those celebrities didn't even know the rules. Yeah, they didn't know yeah, they yeah. were being played. Like yes, Cynthia. you're playing Cynthia and Carson yeah. who were like, oh, I'm doing Celebrity Big Brother. I'm on a TV show, whatever. And he's like, no, yeah, no, no. Playing. This is serious business. We are playing the game. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Uh, Shana Mochler. Yeah. Also yeah. tried to warned them because she knew the yeah. game right and then they turned on her and she right. kind of took the towel it was like exhausting yeah any conversations i think it's going to take a minute for um it's going to take a minute to get all the scripted shows up and running seems like a quickie season of celebrity yeah, big brother would be a smart thing to do in a couple months are they talking about that I know that everything was being talked about and how serious, you know, I almost think it would be easier to do another regular Big Brother. Really? Getting, well, I don't know, like getting, getting the celebrities uh -huh. and, you know, who, who knows? Has it gotten honestly, any easier getting celebrities? 
It had. Well, I don't do the casting. Right, right. So for me, it's the same. Yeah, right, right, Um, right. right. I would think so because, you know, we we have three seasons under our belt already. And they make money. And they make money to get exposure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a real, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Two and a half, three weeks. It's not Mm -hmm. not like regular Big Brother where it's three months. Is there anyone that you've heard from since But First God has come out that has surprised you? Oh, um, you know, our good friend, Bob Daly. Okay, yeah. Used to run Warner Brothers. Yeah. He called my husband. He was like, you know, I love Julie's book. He's like, you know me. I grew up Irish Catholic in Chicago. He's like, I love Julie's book. I didn't expect Bob Daly to be listening to But First God. Right. So um, that was a little bit like, oh, nice surprise. Yeah. Um, Anyone from your past? Anyone from my past? No, not yet. Not yet. Well. Past producers that I worked with at uh, CBS News that I haven't been in touch with. Yeah. 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 But I'm um, not like my past. Do you watch, by the way, do you ever watch the talk anymore? No, but I didn't watch it when I was on right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, why would you watch it when you're on it? Yeah. I was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were there. <laughs> when you were at the talk, how closely were you guys watching The View? like what the view was doing were you did you just consider yourselves on your own island or i made a decision not to watch the view once i started the talk because i didn't want to be influenced by them yeah and then you know be accused of copying them or yeah. yeah yeah so that's when i actually stopped i don't i don't think everybody stopped you know um but I, I, I don't know. I, I think some never even watched it. I don't think Sarah ever, ever watched it. Right. To begin right, with. Right. Um, Very But good. Sharon was the type of person who kind of like. She wanted to know everything. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, listen, Julie, uh, love talking to you. The audiobook is called But First God, an audio memoir of spiritual discovery. It's available now from Simon & Schuster Audio. You can see season 25 of Big Brother currently here. It'll be on tonight on CBS. Can't wait to see it. Thank you, Julie, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, John. Bye. Good to see you you later. Jesus is her HOH. Don't forget. Yeah. Be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. I did an event last week that I wanted to mention in Times Square. The the Sanitation Foundation, which is an adjunct to the New York Sanitation Department. It is a nonprofit. A lot of the departments of New York City have nonprofit adjuncts that kind of help them out, which I never knew. It does sound like a scam, but it's not. And the sanitation... 
Foundation, which is the nonprofit arm of the sanitation department. They did an initiative to clean the areas surrounding Broadway, which is obviously not only the biggest street, you know, the most famous street maybe in New York City, but but it spans the length of Manhattan Broadway. And um, I cleaned, uh, I helped them. I was like an ambassador to this project and I went and spent a couple hours uh, in the area surrounding Times Square with a team of people. They gave me glum gloves. They gave me a picker Ooh. where you can pick stuff up. And I was like, I, I started to use the picker and then I was like, just... I'll just use my hands because it became annoying using the picker, but the picker yeah. does pick up everything. The New York city department of sanitation picks up 24 million pounds a day of trash, oh, God, which is incredible. They still don't get it. So we were walking down. So the, the woman who was our team leader, we started on 46th street and we're walking down now we're on restaurant row. I mean, we're in front of like Joe Allen and bar central and I'm like, there's not going to be any trash around here. And there was kind of very little, but I will also say there was, um, I picked up and I picked Ew. this up with my picker. A uh, needle? No. They Diaper. said, if there's a needle, contact your supervisor. Do not pick it up. Yeah. They, But I picked up a bottle of urine. <laughs> that probably, you know, you wonder where those taxi cab drivers pee. We asked that, yeah. I, th you know, a lot of them pee in a bottle and then they throw the bottle in the Girl. side of the road. Well, it's thank you for so picking gross. that up. I'm like, all jokes aside, like up. that is a it lot was of trash. So gross, and I was like, oh, like it That's was good karma coming back to you. Oh, it was so disgusting, and I was with um, an officer, not a real police officer, but an officer from the Times Square Alliance. Which, by the way, is the same organization that took away my umbrella that year in Times Square on New Year's Eve when it was pouring. And somehow my umbrella was, you know, ruining New Year's Eve for the Times Square Commission. And I had a little hissy fit on CNN about it. And then Anderson during the commercial break was like, you need to get it together. I'm like, okay. But I, I think, it's stupid that we're standing here in the rain without an umbrella. Can I just say that? He's like, no, get it together. It's not a good look. Yeah, he said it's not a good look. He was and right. I get it. We're like highly paid professionals. But also, I mean, it needs to be acknowledged that we're standing here in the driving rain and they won't right, let so us have an umbrella. Like, honestly. But anyway, I digress. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes letting you know, letting go of the need to be right will make you appear much uh, more mature. Oh, <laughs> you are such a fucking hypocrite, you little queen. Are Listen, you kidding me? Who did that? You... Who said that? Excuse <laughs> me. I almost thought that my co-host. Well, what happened? Um, you guys, John's connection went bad, and there's someone else here. 
Girl, uh, I think that you committed do a crime, not, and you're doing you are you are service. as hypocritical as a former housewife that's, that's been making true. a lot of noise about Bravo lately. No, I'm not hypocritical. Okay. I, I own yes. what I say. Okay. Listen, I walk the walk. I was going to say, I think you committed a crime and you're doing community service and now you're spinning it just in case you were photographed picking up trash that you were doing a service um, for this. Uh, you think I'm spinning my volunteerism? <laughs> well, I was photographed because it was also kind of a press day and they you're wanted, really paying, you're, they wanted like your probation to officer drive to attention piss. Go clean to, up piss. Oh, do you think cleaning up the piss was my probation for going off on the Times Square Commission about <laughs> yes. the umbrella four years and ago? Saying, oh, and they were like, um, Andy, you owe us two hours of um, time for that <laughs> slight against the Times Square Commission. So please. You're like, I'll do it. But I get to say it was for volunteer. Right. That's it for this week's show. To hear more, you can listen to us weekdays on Radio Andy, Sirius XM. We will see you back here next week. Have a good weekend, John. You too, honey.